just finished reading the lovely apocryphal book of bell and the dragon starring daniel and the king of babylon and you know co-starring habakkuk some angry mobs a dragon and a god bell as well as some priests and the their wives and children so um that's the cast um the first part of this will be has already explained kind of like the overview reading through the whole 40 was it 42 verses using the app um the app called apocrypha (laughs) um so let's see sorry i'm getting all these weird ads i'm just trying to like get back to my app dang it i don't want any of this how do i how do i how do i stop how does this stop needs to go away jeez it's gonna make me play the stupid game okay well anyways i can't get back in the app because it's now a game um but anyways okay so let me look at some of my little show notes here because um Man, so if there's anything you missed and you don't know the story, you're going to have to listen to part one or read um, read Bell and the Dragon in the Apocrypha on your own. You can get the Apocrypha app. You can just Google it, and I'm sure you can find a free Apocrypha if you have the internet, if you have a library, if you have online library access. I mean, the Bible's very free um, to come across these days, so if you need if you need one you can get that um so here um there are some things that stick out to me um so overall bell and dragon is like i was i was thinking like before this is almost a combination of of daniel's story being in the lion's den um, back with King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and now he's in Babylon again with this other king um, during the time of Habakkuk, and apparently, I guess, Daniel and Habakkuk were buddies. Um, they're both prophets. I don't really know the timelines of any of this stuff, um, but in the book of Revelations, you do see a lot about lions and dragons and Babylon, um, this name Bell, and so... Um, yeah, that's kind of, in general, some themes that come up a lot in other parts of the Bible. Even if you don't have an Apocrypha, this isn't a completely unfamiliar kind of thing. I do find it interesting for somebody to have been thrown in the lion's den more than once in their life. That is shocking. I do find it also interesting that someone has befriended more than one king and been like their buddy or bestie or right-hand man kind of guy. And still having like a place, you know, he had a place in society in a kingdom and was, you know, more than once in his life and was, you know, looked at by royalty as someone who can be trusted, someone favorable, someone knowledgeable enough to be like a politician of sorts. Um, But he was a worshiper of God, whereas 
as we can see, Babylon was not on board with worshiping the one biblical God. Babylon had a lot of other things that Babylon was worshiping. Um, how Daniel found himself there, I will need to go back and reread all of that. But <laughs> for now, I don't know. I can't remember much. Um, but basically, okay, so Bell and the Dragon. Already, that name is so, like, interesting. Because it's like, Bell isn't a person. Bell is an idol. Um, there aren't that many stories I can think of in the Bible, in the traditional Bible. So I want to say traditional as in Old and New Testament, no Apocrypha added. Um, so the typical kind of traditional Bible that you would find um doesn't really have books that are kind of like dedicated to a specific idol or two types of idols so the dragon was also i guess it was a living dragon <laughs> i don't know if that's why this didn't make it into the bible i don't know i'm not even looking at the history of um how this how bell and the dragon historically came about but i know that there's a lot of themes in here like i'm mentioning that are are biblical themes that have come up before like especially daniel and the kings and the lions and the dens and him getting killed for or potentially gonna be getting killed for not worshiping something in babylon that you know i don't know why they were pressuring this guy to worship these things that it's like who cares what he's worshiping like you know why why do these kings need him to worship it too and it's like didn't they know? I mean, it sounds like they were friends with him. And it's like, don't they know that, like, he's not trying to, like, worship it? Like, you know, like, when you have a friend, you kind of know, like, in general, their kind of take on religious and spiritual matters, you know, in general. Even if you don't know all the details, you, you eventually know about their upbringing and stuff like that, especially if they're comfortable talking about it. But it's like, you know, usually these aren't like first first meeting kind of conversations. Usually it's like you're pretty involved with a person when you're talking about religion. Um, and so it's kind of interesting that like these guys are friends. They're different. Culturally, they're different. He's Jewish. The Babylonians are. I don't know what they were. Considered. Um, <laughs> but they apparently had multiple gods. Um and bell was one of them so bell was his idol where the um priests would fake that this was a real god and people would come in the king would come in people would come in they leave meat they leave beverages wine um different things for this idol um assuming that it's real the king believed it was real um I'm sure others believed in Babylon that it was real and they would feed it. Apparently that's what they thought they were doing was feeding this live idol. What it looked like, I don't really know, but the reason why I find it significant um, is that we hear this word bell a lot. Um, so in Hebrew, um, if you're familiar with how Hebrew is, as a language and written um so hebrew is kind of like in a way similar to japanese in that it's like a vowel consonant kind of language very much so um but a lot of times um something's either gonna end with a with a 
um, with a consonant, meaning that it doesn't have a vowel sound attached to the end. But when you write in Hebrew, you don't really write out vowels. Now, there are different types of symbols that take a vowel sound, like the ayin and the aleph and the yod. And like they take like a Y or I or E or A or O um, kind of sounds. But I think there are 22 symbols in the Hebrew alphabet, if I'm wrong. They call it the aleph bay, aleph bet. Um, and aleph is the first letter and bet is the second letter. Um, and so this language has A, B. So aleph bet, the alpha bet, the aleph bet, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, but the second letter is bet, so it would be B. Um, and the L is like, it's called Lamed, but I don't know what, um, yeah, it, it basically is, it can be used as a, as a, is it called a preposition? Like two, like, um, where you're saying like, like when someone says to life, they say la chayim. So the L and then chayim is life. Um, so la is like L, like to life. So you can kind of attach it to the beginning of things um, to say like to this, to that, whatever, you know. Um, I don't even know why I'm going there. But basically talking about the letters in the word bell, um, B and L, you see those letters again in other places. Um and I'm wondering, and I haven't looked this up yet, but I'm wondering if Bell and Baal, B-A-A-L, are the same god. Because you see that god a lot in Babylon too, not too, but also um, there's the B-A-A-L and then this one's B-L. But in Hebrew, unless they're using those A symbols, um, they wouldn't be looking, they wouldn't be spelling it differently. Um so let me see if I can look that up on my own. So there's Baal. I think Baal is more like a like a like a bull. Am I wrong with this? I don't know. I don't know. Um I could go into this detail forever. I just want to know the difference between these two. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to like learn a whole other topic um i just want to know if they're the same thing and how they would be spelled it starts talking about murdoch i don't even know so okay so this helps actually so well it's wikipedia so how much are we trusting wikipedia today if you look up baal b-a-a-l it says to speak aloud um and the alias Lord Baal was used instead as Bel B E L um was as Bel B E L was used for Marduk. Um that's what happens when you look up Baal or Baal. I don't know. I don't I know like the English accented or American English accented Hebrew words for things and I know um the american pronunciation of things 
And some of these words aren't in any of those languages. So it's like, I only kind of know how to pronounce them the way that I've learned. And there are multiple pronunciations if you've been to as many different religious things as I have been. Um, there are multiple ways to pronounce things. But um, so basically, Bell, it says in mythology, um, also Wikipedia, it says Bell signifying Lord or Master, which is lowercase, not Lord, capital L with lowercase o-r-d which was baal um so i'm reading from two different links here um so it says um lord or master is a little sorry i can't read it's late guys it's dark in here what the hell it's like 5 20 p.m anyways um bell signifying lord or master um is a title rather than a genuine name applied to um, and then it says linguistically bell is an East Semitic form cognate with the Northwest Semitic Baal with the same meaning. So here we go. Okay. So finally, that's an answer, right? It's the same meaning. It's kind of what I was thinking. Um, and so basically that's not something that was supposed to be worshiped. And that's why I, I was interested in oh, okay it's called bell and the dragon it's a really short story um and bell is um basically a god that you know god literally was like don't worship it um <laughs> and they were worshiping it and so if you look at okay so you're looking at iran i don't know where exactly daniel was coming there from and Habakkuk was in whatever Jewry was called. I don't know where that was, but he didn't know where Babylon. He'd never been to Babylon and he didn't know where the lion's den is at. So Habakkuk had never been to Babylon. So um he probably wasn't that nearby then. Um so yeah. So that's the name Bell. I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface of anything here. Um, but now that we know that they're the same person, the same thing, I don't even know what it was. Um, I don't even know who Marduk is. But anyways, um, there's Bell, which is this ancient uh, idol deity that has been around a while. Um, people were worshiping it in Babylon and then there's also a dragon that people were worshiping in in Babylon. And it seems like it was in the same area as Bell, right? Um, I already talked about the fact that Daniel himself is the main... I don't know if Daniel or the king would be the main characters in this story. But let's say Daniel because he's got more of a reputation. I don't know. All these kings kind of have reputations depending whose history it is. It's all Middle Eastern history, guys. It's it's deep. Like, this is, like, ancient stuff. And when you start connecting the dots of time periods in history, and you're like, oh, this person was king here, and this was happening in that place. And it's it's interesting stuff. But I want to get to the point that I'm trying to actually say here, um, which is kind of more towards talking about the dragon. But um, um, let me get through the other few points, too. So the lion's den is something we see come up before. Um... So in Daniel, when he was with Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, um, I can't remember their their Hebrew names. I think it was like Azariah, Hananiah, and Mishael or something like that. Um, but they had, ba- I don't know if it was like 
Babylonian names. I don't even know what language that is. But, um, yes. So, basically, this time, he was in there six days. And then there were seven lions. And it says on the seventh day, that's when the king came. He was already mourning because he was pretty sure that Daniel was had already been eaten by the lions. Um, and that's another point I want to kind of talk about too. But um, before that, I want to talk about the symbolism of numbers. So there's this um, number theory, numerical theory. Um, I don't know if it if it stems from numerology in any way, um, but it's ancient. Um, I don't know if it's a Kabbalistic practice, but I believe it is. Um, and there's called gematria or gematria. I don't really know how to pronounce it or say it, but there's a lot of symbolism in the Bible with numbers. So sometimes you'll always kind of, when you pay attention to it, you'll notice it's kind of weird, right? Um, things always happen in a certain number of days. There's always like a seventh day and a sixth day and a 40 days. You see those numbers a lot. Um, you see like, um, on the eighth day. So it's kind of like, that's when males you know they would circumcise their male babies on the eighth day after birth and so usually in the bible when you see the number six that's an evil number 666 comes up in revelation you see here you know because that's considered the mark of the beast you see here that you have six um six days he was in there so for six days Daniel was in this lion's den. This is a separate lion's den from the Nebuchadnezzar lion's den. This is a different lion's den. Here he is again in a freaking lion's den by himself after the mob th- um, wants to throw him into the into the den. Um, mind you, we'll get to the king later. We'll get to the king and his killing issues. But um, six is considered an evil number. Seven is considered a holy number. And when you have the number eight, that's one more than holy. Um, but seven, you know, that's why they're like six days, you know, the Lord worked and labored or six days shall you labor and do all your work. But the seventh is the Lord's day, you know, like that kind of thing. Or like in six days, the Lord created the heavens and the earth and the seventh he rested. Um, you see seven coming up with the Sabbath. You see seven coming up with day of rest. You see seven coming up, um, here again with, um, him being, you know, no longer about to be eaten by lions, right? So the seventh day is the day that the king came to check on Daniel. Um, yes, and then the prophet Habakkuk came in with the uh, with the food, with all that food, the pottage and the um, broken bread, whatever that meal was that he was going to feed the people um, reaping his fields. He didn't he was making dinner for the people who were working for him on in his fields and an angel of the Lord came and told him take this food to Daniel and Habakkuk this prophet didn't know where Babylon was didn't know where the lion's den was and he was somehow teleported there gave Daniel the food they gave praise to God Daniel ate it he lived the king came and and then the angel took him back right he took Habakkuk back to his farm and then you know um 
the seventh day, the king comes back to check on on Daniel, and he's sad and depressed, thinking, hey, like, he's definitely been eaten by these hungry lions because they hadn't been fed, and he's one guy, and there's seven of them. They're definitely going to tear this guy apart. Um, and so that didn't happen because um, it just didn't happen that way. Um, the lions didn't touch Daniel, and um, Habakkuk came and fed Daniel, so he didn't starve to death either, but he did live for six days without food. Now, that is, in itself, already a really long time, um, and nearly impossible, um, so he was probably nearly starving to death, um, as well as, you know, the risk of being eaten alive by lions, um, but, you know, and then Habakkuk was teleported out of his farm to feed him, to feed Daniel, um, and then after Daniel gets out, um, the king slay, this king gets pissed off, and throws the other people who threw Daniel into the lion's den. He throws them in there and they get eaten immediately by those lions. Um, and then, you know, the king starts saying, hey, Daniel, you're right. Your God is the real God. Because clearly he would have been eaten otherwise, right? Um, your God is the real God. Um, and he gave, I don't understand this part too much either, but he gave the idol of Bell to Daniel Daniel destroyed the idol and he destroyed the temple. Um, and then basically here comes the king again with like, oh, Daniel, we also worship the dragon. It's like, come on. <laughs> After he just survived um, a risky almost getting killed and eaten by lions for literally it was because he was challenging this this deity, you know, challenging the cultural belief of this deity and the practice of worshiping it, eventually, because he destroyed, you know, the priests got killed because of him. Um, that's what it looks like to the public. The priests got killed because of him. Um, um, Bell got killed because of him. Um, and then he goes and kills this dragon uh, and he had destroyed the temple and now he finds they, they show him a dragon that is a living thing that you know the people worship and then he, the dragon gets killed by Daniel too um so they really wanted to kill him you know that's why they they threw him up in that in that in that lion's den um I think that's the order it happened in actually I think he got thrown in after he had destroyed everything um and all their gods and everything I mean he's basically destroyed their he killed their priest with the ki with the kids and wives he killed their their dragon god he killed bell uh and destroyed the temple i mean that would be almost equivalent to somebody coming in and saying like i'm gonna destroy the christian church and burning down all the churches and like destroying all the bibles i mean people are gonna be outraged you know nobody's gonna be like oh yes please destroy my religion um <laughs> Nobody wants that. That's that's definitely not, 
you know, here, at least where I live, we don't do that. We see a different religion and we're like, oh, I believe something else. And you just walk or walk away or mingle with the people. But that's as far as it goes. It's not like we're not like killing each other over it or anything. At least where I live, that's not how things go. Thank God. Um, And then basically... I wanted to talk, so the last two topics, um, so the king, and then I'm, I'm gonna get more into this, like, the bell stuff, the teleporting stuff, and the dragon stuff, um, that's really what I want to talk about, but first, we gotta talk about these kings, um, this king, you know, this is your friend, Daniel's your friend, and you let, you know, instead of letting people, well, I understand, in a way, you know, they threaten to kill you, or burn, like, destroy your property and then you're like fine like take daniel kill him you know but i mean it's kind of like at the same time he was mourning it's like okay so you see the king upset sad and mourning right about these people um killing or potentially trying to kill his friend by throwing him into the lion's den um but he threw he's he's the one responsible he's the one who gave up daniel um and said you know have him you know because he didn't want his own stuff destroyed too so i mean he was saving his own and he gave up daniel but he was you know upset that he thought daniel was dead obviously because he should have been dead because that is not like a possible circumstance to really survive seven days you know the seventh day this guy comes by he was either going to be starved to death or eaten by the lions and so um he was neither and so um and he was fed by Habakkuk so it's just a confusing thing so I just think it's odd and interesting how kings are just kind of like let me kill this person there's a lot of pressure on them I get it um there's pressure on them to um do this but anyways um you know it, it's still his decision and then the the king goes and throws all the people who tried to kill daniel in the lines then he throws them all in the lines then the lion goes and eat the lions go and eat them immediately and again this was seven lions um so let's get into some of this stuff where i think um everywhere that you see aliens involved and I probably should have recorded this part when it was still light outside because now I'm sitting in the car in the dark and it's kind of creepy. <laughs> but anyways, anytime when you see, um, you know, the, some alien type of or extraterrestrial type experiences happening in the Bible, um, it, it's never explained like this is just they just call everything's just so matter of fact. Um they never explain it. They never expand. It's just kind of like, "Oh, and then there were Nephilim in the land." It's like, "Oh, where'd they come from?" They don't want to tell us any of that. I mean, the book of Enoch explains a lot of that, but anyways, let me not even get off onto this other tangent. Um I think there were aliens in Babylon. I mean, you can look up theories of aliens in India. Um, a lot of places that have like super ancient cultures, and especially when you see these super ancient um, technologies, 
Um, people believe that, you know, aliens gave these technologies to people, all of these uh, astrological, not astro, well, astrological, astronomical, mathematical, kind of scientific, kind of, like, findings that people had back in these days. Um, I mean, they really see people experimenting with, like, with cannabis, experimenting with different types of psychedelics and they do this in ancient cultures um and had like healing properties attached to a lot of this stuff um and it would be healing for people and then the records got destroyed and all the writings get destroyed and then you don't see it in the biblical history because they never wrote it in there and it's kind of like this whole weird thing about like let's not tell them what's really going on but there's like enough enough clues just to hint that something was up right (laughs) i mean i'm sorry like in those days in the bible i mean jesus was on earth let's say like nearly 2000 2020 2050 i don't know how many years ago nearly 2000 years ago we still estimate it that way and this was happening before jesus um was even there like this is like way before jesus and so if you think about how ancient it was with jesus this is before ancient jesus this is more ancient than jesus so this is way way back but you still see that there are some things that were technologically almost more advanced now i'm gonna make some leaps here for either this king was stupid like fucking idiot as well as the rest of the population in babylon which i doubt because these people in their history they may like basically we wouldn't have common science and mathematics and astronomy as we have it today if it wasn't for the the people of babylon um persia iran chaldeans whatever you want to call you know those people um, they're Middle Eastern populations of people that definitely had intelligence there. And so I refuse to believe that this king was a complete idiot along with the rest of the population. I don't think it would be like a Trojan horse, you know what I mean? Like looking like wood and, you know, whatever this bell God was, was looking realistic enough to fool people into thinking that it was real fool a king so you're fooling the ruler of the nation into thinking that you actually eat and drink things i don't know what this thing looked like or what it was or how it displayed itself or how it was made to look but i would think if it was just some wooden idol sitting there and then people go under some weird door and eat and nobody ever sees i mean like is the king really that oblivious that there's like a whole door where people can go in and they're getting this food and they're eating it and you know apparently there was pavement or something there that that captured the footprints of all these people coming and going but um he never knew about it and i don't think it would be that easy to hide especially if it's somebody's religion you know people people you know challenge things don't they they think about like wow like why is it that way like why you know like why did daniel live 
you know, how did Daniel actually survive with those hungry lions that hadn't eaten anything and he's there as a perfect meal and they didn't even eat him, you know, like what was that all about? You know, um, you have to question, right? Um, I would question if I had a God that I was praying to that was an idol that was eating things, you know, every day, I would wonder how it does it, why it does it. I would challenge it. And especially if it's a physical thing that you can go and see and you're the king, you would think, you know, this guy would have inspected this thing. Inspect element, right? <laughs> There's a nerdy tech joke for you. Um, but basically, um, how would you not inspect it? How would you not know if this thing didn't look real? Like, I'm thinking the technology with this idol or whatever they use to hide like the doorways and all that the only thing that was visibly obvious was the um the pavement with the footprints of people walking to and from um and there was a door right because um they noticed he noticed that there's a door. So there was a door and then there was some other method that they were going in and out because the door the king had shut the door cuz he mentioned, you know, opening the door, shutting the door, um bringing the food. So they knew that the king was bringing in the food, put the food in there, um shut the door, um close the door fast and you know, seal it with your with your with your symbol you know, and then the seal wasn't broken. Um, that's another thing that you see too, or the seals and the breaking of seals and things like that, that comes up in revelations a lot too. Um, and the book of Daniel, there's a lot of overlap with Daniel, the book of Daniel and the book of revelations. They're very like, um, they're they're, they're apocalyptic (laughs) to say the least, but, um, it's kind of interesting that you see the themes from those books um, in a form of a story, um, making a little bit more sense than when you read, like, and then there were these things coming out of this thing, and they ate the other thing, and then the dragon did this to that that was coming out of the sky, and they ate, you know, it sounds, it, like, when you read the book of Daniel and Revelations, you know, they almost sound like a, like a, like, Greek mythology of, like, like, this god had this kid and this one and they hated each other so he injured this one and like that's kind of how it reads it's all it's very like greek mythology type of um sounding um stuff but this this is something else guys i mean they just it's just matter of fact to these people that it's just like oh like we're just gonna kill this guy i'm just gonna throw him in the lion's den um and you know the 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 transporting so Habakkuk being taken by angels from wherever he's at on his farm near dinner time to go to go near dinner time to take he was going to take dinner to the to the um workers and the angel ends up telling him take that dinner that you've made take it over to Babylon to the lion's den give it to Daniel um and it's interesting i mean i don't know other than when satan was tempting jesus and took him to was it a cliff where he was looking at like all the nations and saying like all this can be yours or something if you bow down and worship 
Satan. I can't remember what I I shouldn't be like trying to <laughs> recite things that I don't remember, but I think that's what it was. Um during the story of the temptation of Jesus where like he took him like Satan took him somewhere. Um so it's interesting that you see here um Habakkuk being taken from his farm to Babylon. He hadn't even been to Babylon and that's a major city. Um that would be almost like saying, like, I've never been to Hollywood. You know, it's, like, it's on the map. Like, Babylon is, like, on the map. So, um, I mean, it's a major player in the Bible. Like, it totally is. Like, <laughs> there's a lot that takes place in Babylon, guys. But, um, it's usually known as, like, evil. Like, usually when you see the word and you see, like, something's occurring in Babylon, you're like, ah, there's, there's evil happening in this story. Um so the setting is just in an evil site um but yeah i i i would believe that there was some alien activity happening and you know you see like i i would say like when you hear about angels i don't even like talking about angels it's like the freakiest thing um but when you hear about angels um you know pop culture common american you know you see like those little what are they like precious moments little like blonde little babies i don't remember if they have wings or not or like cupids you know little winged fairy looking cute little things um in the bible angels seemed a little more intense um in the bible angels they mention things about like multiple heads and multiple wings and like um some of them looking like like the way they tried to describe them like they didn't look like pale elves or look like with wings or like little fairies like tinkerbell or anything like they looked like another type of being basically that was not like fairies <laughs> like they looked more like um like they had like lion like they there's a description of like heads and teeth I don't know if there's teeth heads and wings and light and the noise that comes from the wings um what else do you hear about angels um um Yeah, people are always afraid of them. That's an, another thing. They they almost always have to come up and say, do not be afraid. This one's interesting because this angel came to Habakkuk and they weren't like, don't be afraid. I come from God. Like they, they basically were just like, dude, like go do this thing, <laughs> you know? And he was like talking back to it. Like, okay. He didn't say no, but he was just like, well, I don't know where it is. And I don't know where that is either. And so the the angel's like, I'll just put you there then. And he went and visited Daniel and then the angel took him back. I mean, it was literally like, how did that happen? Um, I don't know. Um, but the angel showed up and took him one place and took him back. And so it was very apparent that this needed to get done. He didn't make Habakkuk wait um, it doesn't sound like he was gone for long because it says six days. And then on the seventh day, the king came back in. So that was on the sixth day or was it? It was either on the sixth or the seventh day when um, 
Yeah. And it says that Daniel arose and ate, so it was kind of like... I don't know if he was, like, almost nearly passed out or what, but he ate. Um, and that was probably food for more than one person by the sound of it. Um, cause that was the food that Habakkuk was going to be feeding his, his, um, farmers. So, um, yeah, I think that's interesting. And I also think that, you know, I don't know if there was like some transportation going on, some trans, some, what do you call it? Um, teleportation going on or something. I don't know, but Habakkuk didn't do that on his own. He didn't get to Daniel on his own. He got there with support um, and brought him some food, too. So it's like he was he was communicating with Daniel. He got there. He fed him. Um, I don't know whose account this is. Um, I don't know who wrote the book of Bell and the Dragon. But basically, okay, so you go also um, later in the story, after Bell has been destroyed, the Temple of Bell is destroyed. It says in that same place, there was a dragon that people of Babylon were worshiping. So they were worshiping a dragon too. So a dragon was there. And I mean, that that's just like, okay, like, I get it. It's It's already an intense story. It's already, you know a lot before the dragon was even introduced you have people that are priests that are lying so that them and their families can eat you have people trying to kill other people and people starving lions and um people teleporting from one farm into babylon back to their home farm and then now you got a dragon i mean it's just like wow what more can happen here and not only is there a dragon, but Daniel freaking exposed the dragon. I mean, like, jeez. So basically, there's this dragon. And let me see what I can even try to explain, because this might not make a bit of sense. But there's a dragon, and Daniel knows that this dragon exists, because he sees it, and it is living and breathing, and it eats... It's alive. Like, this is a live, living dragon. Um, I don't know what all you can go through in your life. Where you've been in multiple lion's dens. Been thrown in a fiery furnace. And you're encountering dragons. I mean, Daniel, like, dude, Daniel, like, give him props. <laughs> On top of that, he's having visions of, of the apocalypse in the book of revelations with all these seals and angels and dragons and um things happening in babylon and whatnot like it's a whole thing that like he had these either dreams or somebody took him or he was having visions or whatever was happening for daniel to be writing those prophetic books of daniel and, and of revelations he was experiencing this on another level but he experienced it firsthand too and so, I don't know, guys, like, it's, um, beyond interesting to me that there would be a dragon because, um, you know, there are these theories about dragons being, like, a form of alien of some sort or a form of dragon of some sort or a form of... Um, hybrid type 
engineered animal. So if you look at like ancient Egypt, there are these theories. I mean, this isn't even related, but there are these theories in ancient about in age about times in ancient Egypt where they were like genetically modifying and like engineering new types of scary animals because they had found out how to kind of like deal with DNA and like cloning and different stuff like that. And they were successful, apparently, according to what I've learned about. They were successful in creating these, like, creatures that were, like, horrifying. And you see it in their writings. You see it in their cultural books and all the kind of, like, ancient artwork and stuff. You see it in there. And it's like, dude, these people were, like, creating, like, monsters, basically, um, to a point where they were, like, feared, um... But, I mean, not only do you have angels here, you have dragons. And so, you have a dragon that basically people are worshipping. And Daniel decides to go kill it without even using a sword or staff. Like, he's not even taking the proper weapons um, with him, right? He's like, I'm going to use hair and fat and pitch um and whatever he used he caused an explosion and blew up the dragon so i don't know guys i i don't know what to think i don't even know where my head's supposed to be going with all this because this is a lot to take in (laughs) um with the dragons i mean it's just so matter of fact like i don't know how this is so matter of fact to these people where it's just like Oh, they're worship. They found they they have a dragon, or there is a dragon in this same place, in this land, and we're worshiping it now. And then he's like, "I'm gonna kill it," and then he blows it up. I mean, like that's just a really weird, interesting scenario to have happening. It's like, who does this kind of stuff? Like, who thinks like this? Who who? What kind of lives are these people living? <laughs> Which is what, it, you know, it baffles me. Because it's like, it's, this doesn't even sound like Earth. Like, when you think of it, it's like, this doesn't sound like modern Earth. And if this was over 2,000 years ago, when people were, like, running around, you know, deceiving each other about what's real and what's not. With, like, you know, the priests eating food and stuff. And secret doors to go in places and then, like, where they leave the food and then, you know, dragons. Where'd the dragon even come from? I don't know, but there were dragons in Babylon, apparently. And I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's such a confusing thing. Like, I don't even know where to even go with it. I don't know what the point of the story is or what the purpose of it is. Um, a lot of times, you know, when you hear sermons and things that are being preached in church, usually it's like, this is a story that's proving that God is real, but it's like, okay, yeah, you can just keep the part about like Daniel surviving the lion's den. Like what's all this other stuff about like him exploding the dragon and the angel coming over and all this other kind of stuff. It's just like, what is going on here? Um, very confusing kind of book. It's only 42 verses or so. Very interesting, super entertaining. It's um it's it's a good read. I'd recommend it. Um I just don't know what to think. I don't know how to think or feel about this book at all. Um 
I find it very interesting that there's alien activity in it, or at least things that I would perceive as alien activity, and I'm pretty sure that other people would believe similarly about this, um, you know, but it's just interesting, like, you know, that there were dragons there too, um, that there was, you know, beings coming to Habakkuk, um, taking him to another place and back again within the same day, I mean, like, I don't know where he was, but he was in some place that was the Jewish area. So I don't know if it was like a Jewish quarter, but I doubt it was close if he's never been to Babylon. I mean, Habakkuk was a big name. Um, He was a prophet. He wasn't unpopular. Like he wasn't not known. Um, And so for him to have never been to like a major area um, to me is kind of an interesting um it's an interesting kind of circumstance because he's never been, he'd never been to Babylon. He never, he didn't know where the lion's den was. It's like, could he not figure that out? I mean, like, where did he live? You know, like he must've lived so far or so like deep into some place that was like hard to get to. Um, and I mean, it, I don't think he would have been that far maybe because if he had cooked all that food, I mean, I don't know how else he was supposed to get it over to Daniel if it was a distance. Um, So I think it was close enough by that it was probably easy to um, get to. Maybe. I don't know. It's really hard for me to tell, honestly, because I don't know. And I'm not looking up all the history of all this stuff. It's It'll become a rabbit hole that, like, I will never come out of. But, um... Yeah, those those are just some interesting topics. I think those are all of my notes. Um, yeah, but yeah, definitely pay attention to those numbers. Pay attention to um, different things like uh, like Bell, Bale, like different different names of places and people that come up pretty often. Um, different things that you kind of notice that are repetitious um dude daniel daniel's a man like how is he even like having this life um he's had multiple encounters with lions and kings and i mean he must have been like a pimp kind of guy like he he must have been intelligent um but yeah I, i don't really know what else to say but i really i like this story i like that it was short it was a quick fast read i like that it's it's got some remnants of of uh bible stuff in there the psych part of my brain wants to go almost to daniel was traumatized by all these things and that's why he was having all these visions and dreams about seals and you know like you know the seals on the letters and and about like lions and dragons and things um he was having prophetic visions about these things and so i wonder if this all happened before all that, um, maybe that could be relevant, but I don't really know. But, um, anyways, thanks for listening. I'm going to cut this off before it becomes an hour. (laughs) Um, I think I've touched on all the points, but I'm going to make another one. I'll see what I read next. I'll just read the shortest to the longest. Maybe that for me, that might be the easiest thing to do. And just, um, so I can keep, the momentum up with posting different ones but i don't even know (laughs) this is my take on it i don't know dude